Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Oh, Jesus. Hey, just lift your hands for just a second. I just feel God's presence here so strong. God, we just thank you so much for what you're doing. God, we thank you so much that this whole thing here was your idea. This wasn't our idea. It wasn't, it wasn't some bright idea. It wasn't the wisdom of man. It was your idea. You had this whole thing planned, God. You had this whole thing planned. We honor you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We give you glory, Jesus. God, we thank you for all the things you're doing in this community. God, we think of this community is bigger than the walls around this building. God, it's, it's, it's the community, it's the church of Orange County. God, you're doing something so beautiful in Orange County right now. So many churches experiencing your presence. So many people experiencing your goodness, God. Thank you that we're in a revival that's never gonna end. Yeah, come on. Papa, you're faithful. You're so faithful, God. so faithful, God. Yeah, Father, we love you. We love you. You guys keep holding your hands up if you want, but just... uh, we're gonna have an incredible morning this morning. Pastor Jesse still has his hands up. He wants more. Don't you guys love that our senior pastor leads worship? Isn't that amazing? I love following a man who loves God's presence because I always know I'm gonna go good places. I'm really honored, it's cool. Uh, Some of you guys know me pretty well. Nicole, that was a really nice introduction. I appreciated that, really love you. It's really cool, God's doing this. And uh, I kinda wanna just tell you a little bit about me. Um, Just not everybody knows me, I'm on our team, I'm one of the associate leaders. But first off, I just wanna thank all of you for being a part of what God's doing here at Presence. Um, I consider it a high honor to get to share with you the gospel. We consider it a high honor to worship with you guys. We don't see ourselves as more spiritual or more holy than anybody else. We're going on a journey together in God's goodness, God's love. If that was the only thing that we had was just experiencing God's presence, that would be enough. His presence is an end in itself. But praise God that he's doing incredible things of transformation through this community. Um, Just had a testimony during our circle up time. One of the guys in our church that's on our setup team, he uh, was praying at work for a friend. He didn't even actually lay hands on him. He just started praying for him in a staff meeting. And the guy came up to him at the end and said, dude, were you praying for me during the meeting? And Sean, one of the guys on our team said, yeah, I was praying for you. He said, during the meeting, I just started feeling God's presence, like waves of love and power just going through my body and my back's been bothering me and it's starting to feel better. Isn't that incredible? He didn't touch him. He didn't, isn't that amazing? Like there's that God's presence. This is, this is not just like, you know, the evangelist testimony or the prophetess testimony or the pastor Jesse testimony or Jessica Tess, this is like everyone in this community is seeing this kind of stuff. We're gonna see every church in Orange County touched by the move of the Spirit of God. Why? Because it's who he is. This is what he does. This is who he is and this is what he does. So, uh, goodness, a little bit about me. Uh, I met, when did we meet, Jesse? I think I was about 20 years old when we met. 2005, I was 26, 2005, 2006, right around that time. We had met 
Um, I was a college student. I experienced a radical encounter with God's presence. I was sitting uh, with a beer and the Bible. I don't do that anymore, but at the time, I was sitting with a beer and the Bible in my apartment, and um, I was reading through the book of Acts, and God began to speak to me. He said, Chris, you say that you've given me your life, but you're not only lying to me, you're lying to yourself. I love you so much that I'll let you keep living the way that you're living, but you know the end of it. And in that moment, I became so aware of the cross of Jesus Christ and what he had done for me. I became so aware of his redeeming love that was displayed there on the tree. And uh, I began to weep for two days. I rolled around my apartment floor encountering God got radically delivered of all kinds of junk that was going on in my life, got filled with the Holy Spirit and got filled with joy. It wasn't until I started going to church that, I, that people told me, oh, that joy thing's gonna wear off, you know, like, you know, it's gonna stop one of these days. Well, it hasn't, you know. <laughs> the honeymoon with Jesus never has to end. You know, you know, the honeymoon in your marriage never has to end. God was speaking to me during worship. He's doing rejuvenation, releasing joy to marriages this morning. I feel like people are gonna come out of here with new marriages after today's message. And today's message has nothing to do with marriage, but has everything to do with Jesus. And he's all about marriage. So it's awesome. It's awesome. But uh, we met, uh, Jesse and I, remember how we met? I do. I'm just asking you. In a prayer room. We were in a prayer meeting. It was a cool prayer meeting because no one showed up. It was just three of us. Showed up, and Jesse's playing guitar, and this other guy named Eddie's there, and we just started to worship, and as we were worshiping, the presence of God just filled the room, and we just started laughing hysterically, just the joy of the Lord. I mean, I'm going to talk to you about the joy of the Lord through the message today. Uh, One of the fruit of the Spirit is joy, Um, so if you want to know if it's, the devil doesn't want you happy, so if if you're filled with joy in God's presence, it's okay. You see us sometimes laughing and experiencing God's goodness. It's awesome. If you see people here in the church that are experiencing something that you don't fully understand, don't judge them. You don't judge a tree by how it shakes in the wind. You judge trees by their fruit. I'm gonna get back to that in a minute. But Jesse and I were in, in this meeting and we just, were, just started laughing and we all started having this encounter together and we just became Insta-friends, you know? Insta-friends, That's, is that a word? Instagram, Insta-friends, it's probably a hashtag. That's another hashtag. Put that on the hashtag board, Insta-friends. We just became Insta-friends. I remember um, I was like, Jesse, we're doing these Holy Spirit meetings at our house. You should come on over. He came over to the house and uh, Jessica, who was a real catalyst to me coming to Christ, was there. They didn't know each other. Jesse came up to me later and said, man, I just can't stop thinking about this girl that's in the prayer meeting every week. I, just, I start to worship and I start thinking about her. I don't know what's going on. And fast forward a few months, dating, marriage. These guys had the best wedding you could ever imagine. They got married at the Montage, like on the beach. It's like a dream wedding. It was in like this magazine, wasn't it? Like a dream wedding magazine. If you, wanna, if you wanna see an awesome marriage, get around these guys. I'm totally serious. Get around these guys, get around them, be around them. They're incredible. They're incredible. I told Jesse years ago, dude, I'd totally follow you. I, I'd let you be my pastor. He's just one of the most amazing people on the planet. So we did a journey there in, uh, in San Diego. God was doing lots of stuff. Uh, God brought us independently up to Bible school in Northern California, and God brought us independently down here, and my wife and I moved here uh, in, what, last year, about one year ago, this month. Um, just started having dreams about Southern California, night dreams, like, like at night, God speaking to us in a dream, Southern California, and things he was doing here, and 
my wife and I were like, you know what, we could live anywhere, what God's doing with our lives, our work, we could go anywhere, why don't we just go to Southern California and see what God does? And within a week or two of moving down here, as soon as we like signed a lease, Jesse's like, hey man, we wanna launch a church. You wanna do it together? Nicole's gonna be part of it too. We're like, let's do it. So that's just a little bit about me, a little bit about my life, just so you guys get to know us and our team. My wife wishes she could be here this morning. She says hi, she's praying for us right now. She's praying for me, I need it. (laughs) It's awesome. Flip with me to Galatians chapter five. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, do not use that as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Galatians chapter five. I'm just quoting it from memory a little bit. I like the Bible. We love the scriptures around here. We've been going through different series coming up. Uh, we've been doing our vision series and stuff like that. One of these days, we'll probably go through uh, a book, one of the epistles or somewhere and go through. You know, we like that as well. But um, we're kind of just doing a few different topical messages for the next few weeks just to really impart to you guys. I actually believe that during the service today, the Holy Spirit's gonna really impart to people vision. He's gonna really impart to people his presence his power, his anointing for service. And I also know that God's actually gonna heal folks in the room because he does it every week. So if you came here and you don't wanna be healed, it's too late. (laughs) If you came here and you don't want an encounter with the Holy Spirit, I apologize, it's too late. It's too late for you to run. He'll get you in the parking lot. Um, I was reading a, a book this past week, I was over in Georgia preaching, did an annual conference for church there, and I was reading this book about uh, this revivalist in Argentina who saw this great move of the Spirit happen just, just because he just began to partner with God's presence. He was just, ex- just hungry for an experience with God's presence. He's just like, God, I love all the stuff you're doing, but I know there's more to experience of your love in and through my life. And uh, in the book, it talked about how um, a quote from a journal entry of the head of the whole denomination for the whole nation of Argentina. And in the journal entry, the guy says, man, I I met with pastor so-and-so this week, and while I was meeting with him, he was telling me the stories of what God was doing in his church, how people were experiencing God's presence and God's joy, how many miracles were happening, how many people were coming to Christ. How do you know if it's revival? People are coming home. All these incredible things were happening. And he said, I I didn't really know what to think, so my wife and I decided to visit. Well, as we started to walk towards the church, we parked our car, we started to feel our legs tremble. Now, we thought it was just the power of suggestion because of the stories we'd heard. But as we came into the church building, we saw people exuberantly worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, tears streaming down faces. Some others were filled with joy. People were just encountering God's love. As the service started, the Holy Spirit began to move and touch people. Many healings happened, and people experienced manifestations of the Spirit of God. And this this pastor, he got touched by the Holy Spirit in that service. He said he went home that night, and the entire night he couldn't sleep because he kept laughing and he kept singing, and he kept praising Jesus in the spirit in his room, in his bed. He woke up the next day, stuff started breaking out his church, his church doubled within a few months. That's revival. These churches, these things that they started doing, they had to actually rent out the local stadium because they couldn't fit the people that were coming to experience God's presence. Just a good testimony. You can take that. We share a lot of testimonies around here. Why? Because they declare what God wants to do again. Galatians chapter five. I'm just gonna start in uh, verse 13. I already quoted verse one to you, but I'm gonna start in verse 13. For you are called to freedom, brethren. Galatians 5, 13. This is Paul's letter to a church that he helped establish. 
Only do not use your freedom for an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. The law is fulfilled in one word. That's a good word. In the statement, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care lest you be consumed by one another. I mean, notice that words are powerful. What we speak creates destiny in people's lives. What are we saying about the people around us? Anyway, that's a side message. That's actually not what I'm preaching on, but maybe somebody need that. But I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The deeds of the flesh are evident. I'm gonna read them because maybe, maybe, maybe some of us, maybe we need to actually have a shift today in some of these things in our life that are listed here. Maybe God wants to actually bring freedom to you today. You know, the Bible actually says that today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. God doesn't want to bring freedom to your life tomorrow as much as he wants to bring it today. God's waiting for you to wake up and see what he's done so that you can be who you were always made to be. The deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, and carousing, and the likes of these, which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you in that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What does that mean? If you continue in sin, you don't get to experience the goodness of God in your life the way that you were designed to. You see, many of us as Christians, we've made sin into a legal issue. Man, I don't want to lie because then God's going to be mad at me. No, God doesn't want you to lie because you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt the people around you. Some people think God's so disgusted by their sin that they don't allow him to actually come and enter in the midst of their destruction and bring freedom to the situation they're in. You see, if you think God can't behold you in the midst of your sin and God can't dwell in the midst of sin, then you're denying the fact that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish, wouldn't experience death, wouldn't experience the consequences of their brokenness, but have everlasting life. Not pie in the sky when you die, but eternal life, heaven on earth now. The kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It's the presence of God in our midst, performing the purposes of God in our midst. Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. I'm here, Jesus is here, and the kingdom of God is here now because I'm here. What did Jesus do? He walked around healing the sick, curing those oppressed. You see, sickness is to your body what sin is to your soul, a disease. And Jesus Christ is the cure, the only cure. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. There's no universal gospel that says every way you go, you can find heaven. There's a universal savior of the world who's come in the flesh to redeem us from every curse, from every area of brokenness. 
and he was successful. It's time we start to agree with him. But the fruit of the Spirit, verse 22, is love. Just sit on that for just a moment. The fruit of the Spirit is love. How do you know if it's God? Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faith. Gentleness. Self-control. Against such there is no law. Literally, that actually means against such there is no excess. You can't have enough of those things. You don't judge a tree by the way it shakes in the wind. You judge it by its fruit. Fruit of the Spirit's not sadness. The fruit of the Spirit's not depression. The fruit of the Spirit's not seriousness. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faith, gentleness, self-control. If you want to know what the Holy Spirit's like, look at Jesus. That word self-control, what does that actually mean? It means that you say yes to something so much that you don't even think about the no's that you're saying no to. You say yes to the person of Jesus so much that you're focused, you're single-eyed. Be fervent in spirit, it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Be fervent in spirit. You quoted to me, Stephen, before, the, before we came in here. Be fervent in spirit. The word fervent there means to boil over. What happens when you boil over in God? What happens when the Holy Spirit is filling your life in such a dimension that everything within you that is of God, that's his love, begins to boil over and spill into the world around you? God spoke to Gideon in Judges chapter six. He said, it says about God, the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon. Another translation literally says, the Lord clothed himself with Gideon. Do you know when then you invited Jesus into your life, he decided to take up permanent residence? He didn't sign a renter's agreement. He bought the house. Now, some of us, we, we keep rooms in the house to ourselves. Um, this famous evangelist, Reinhard Bonnke, he, uh, I, I did a week with him and his team. He's led 75 million people to the Lord through face-to-face -face evangelism. That's crazy, isn't it? Imagine that, 75 million people over in Africa. People said Africa's too hard for the gospel. People have told that to us, haven't they? They're like, oh, Orange County's a hard place. Man, I don't know if Jesus is gonna work there. It's worked here before, he's continuing to work. Reinhard Bonnke tells this story about people having a house, a man having a house, and um, you know, he, the devil keeps knocking on the door to the house and ripping through the door and running through the house and destroying everything and then leaving and the guy just starts to weep and one day Jesus knocks on the door of the house and says, can I come in your house? And the guy says, yeah, come on in my house and he gives Jesus a room in the house. Well, the devil just keeps on coming, keeps on wrecking things, keeps on bringing all his problems. So Jesus comes to the man and says, hey, how about this? How about instead of me coming and living in your house, how about you come and live in my house? How about I take up residence in every room in this house? And how about you live with me? Jesus said, behold, I go and prepare a place for you. He paid a high price for your life. What is sin? Sin is forgetting who you are. Sin is forgetting who the people around you are. Sin is forgetting how committed God actually is to you. That he would bleed, be beaten, be mocked, be crucified for our sins. 
And it's getting kind of heavy in here, Chris. I don't, I don't know if I can handle all this. Now those, verse 24, who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and lusts. Do you belong to Christ Jesus? You get to decide that your old man is dead. You know, if you think that you're a sinner, you're gonna sin by faith for the rest of your life. And Jesus is no longer your savior, death is. I'll say that again because not everybody got that. I'll say it over here just, just in case anybody feels like I'm singling them out. If you think that you have to live with sin and struggling with sin, temptation, addiction, destruction for the rest of your life, then Jesus isn't your savior, death is. See, when you behold the one who's made you free, you can't help but be free indeed. Whom the son sets free is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Uh, The message version says about that verse, don't compare yourself to other people. You're an original. Oh, Jesus. I was just in Georgia last week and saw an incredible move of God while we were there. I've been going to this church multiple years in a row. Uh, the power of God was moving in amazing ways. The first night we were there, there was a girl there named Candy. Um, the power of God came on her in the service and she was back over here in the corner and she started just laughing hysterically. Now, I've seen this stuff kind of happen before. It doesn't freak me out. It doesn't bother me. What bothers me is actually sad Christians, not happy ones. So Candy um, goes home that night. She's never had anything like this happen to her before. The entire night, she laughed in her bed and couldn't stop praising Jesus for what he was doing in her life. She had been dealing with different things. I won't share what they were because I shared her name. She's been dealing with stuff. God radically touched her and brought freedom into her life. The next morning, she wakes up and we're doing an outreach training. That's what Jordan's gonna do with the treasure hunt training. Treasure hunts are outreach, just in case you were wondering what they are. You go out and you pray for people and you lead them to Jesus because he's good. If you want to experience God more in your life, sometimes you got to go. Quit trying to get God to come into your life and start going into his life and touching people with his love. John Wimber used to say, a great pastor in this region, people used to ask him, where's the meat in your messages? He said, the meat's in the streets. You want to start growing in God, start taking the gospel out because you stop getting your focus off of you staring at your belly button trying to get the lint out of it and start taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world around you. You want to start experiencing radical provision in your life? Go and plant a church. You want to start experiencing the power of God in your life? Start praying for people. You know what qualifies you? God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call. You know what qualifies you? The fact that Jesus Christ is alive and he's with you. Lo, I am with you always. That's not down on the floor somewhere. That's out there. I'm with you always. I'm preaching, Aaron. I saw my buddy Aaron. We went to Bible school together like seven years ago and here he is, you moved to Huntington Beach in the past year. That's awesome. That just blesses my heart. What's your wife's name? Natalie, nice to meet you. Awesome. Just, just blesses my heart meeting new people. Holy Ghost, I feel your love. Thank you, Jesus. 
Candy knows that she has to come to an outreach the next morning that we're doing at the church because she's been laughing all night. She knows that God wants to do something. She's not the kind of person that does outreach. She's not the kind of person that goes and prays for people. She comes into the room for outreach. And as she walks into the room, her feet start getting hot. That's kind of an odd thing to happen to somebody. Her feet just started getting hot. But Candy has had an autoimmune disease and high arches. She has to wear special shoes and she's in constant pain. As the heat goes through her feet, say heat in my feet. feet. I love having the microphone. I can make you guys say whatever. (laughs) Heat in my feet. She feels heat, that God's love, God is an all-consuming fire. She feels God's presence in her feet. She's completely healed of all the affliction. No prayer, no words of knowledge, nothing. She just feels it when she comes in the room. Well, it doesn't stop there. She's still laughing through the training. We go out on the streets. Candy's never done stuff like this before. We go to a gas station. She walks up to somebody at the gas station. All of a sudden, all this information comes into her heart and her mind about the person she's talking to. She says, excuse me, this is gonna sound weird, but do you have a family member in the ICU? The woman says, my nephew overdosed the night before last. He's in the ICU. How did you know that? She said, God sent me here to pray for you. Candy said that. She ends up praying for the woman's weeping. A little revival breaks out in front of the gas station. We go to Walmart. Candy hates Walmart. She says, I hate Walmart, especially on Saturdays, I hate Walmart. We go to Walmart. Candy starts walking up to people all over the place, praying for the miracles are breaking out. There's a woman, she had an issue with her hip. For two years, she could not lift her knee up like this with her right hip because of a condition in her hip. Candy, never done this before, doesn't know what she's doing impacted by the Holy Spirit, prays for the woman. The woman feels heat and electricity run down her side, filling her leg, lifts her leg for the first time in two years, completely pain-free. Come on, give Jesus a better shout than that. That's awesome. It gets crazier. The woman starts screaming in the middle of Walmart. Now, she, she... She's like a middle-aged white woman, looks like she has it again. She starts screaming in the aisle of Walmart, praise Jesus, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. She starts saying, I don't care what anybody thinks, praise Jesus. She's just screaming. People are walking by, watching what's going on. We had a little revival break out in Walmart. It was incredible. We were walking around and we just start to talk to people. We go up to a worker and we just say, God's presence is all over you. One of the workers, she stumbled backwards and got filled with the Holy Spirit right there in the aisle. She says, I feel it, I feel it. It was like we're having a revival service in Walmart. The power of God was moving in these meetings we were doing in Georgia in such incredible ways. I watched little children, eight, 10 years old, the Holy Spirit filling them. They were, they were um, collapsing in God's love and weeping and shaking and, and, and experiencing joy in God's presence. I asked them, I said, what's going on with you? And they said, I feel happiness surging through my body. I feel joy all over me, fruit of the Spirit. How do you have more of the fruit of the Spirit in your life? You experience the fruit of the Spirit the one who's already come to you. I'm gonna read uh, one last testimony and then uh, I'm just gonna begin to pray for people. Um, When someone else is experiencing the Holy Spirit, you don't have to look like them. You don't have to compare yourself to them. They're not more spiritual than you are. You're just as spiritual as them because Jesus lives inside of you. But when a pot boils over, there's steam, there's water pouring out the side. That's what happens to people sometimes when they experience God's presence, God's love. How do you experience more of God's presence? Simply by being yielded. Say yield. 
Some people are afraid of the move of God. They're afraid of the move of the Spirit. Why? Because they can't control him. For too long, we as a church have tried to control God instead of allowing God to be God and enjoying God as God. In his presence is fullness of joy. Like Jesse said this in our staff meeting, we're not crazy here for the sake of crazy. We're earnestly desiring what is of God's spirit. There's this man, I'm gonna end with this. Uh, he came on a missionary journey to America. His name was John. And he was on a boat, and on the boat, the waves are crashing up against the boat, and he's all scared while he's on the boat. And he saw these people just worshiping and smiling and laughing. And he went over to him. he said, aren't you scared? They said, no, we're not scared. He said, why aren't you scared? They said, because all of our sins have been forgiven. They looked to him and they said, don't you know that all your sins have been forgiven? He said, this guy's trying to do a missionary journey to America. He said, I know the sins of the world have been forgiven. He came to America, didn't have a good time, didn't see any fruit, went back to England, decided that he needed an encounter with the Spirit of God, decided that he needed God's Spirit to move in his life. The Holy Spirit started to move. I'm just gonna read a couple little uh, testimonies of some things that happened um, through him. incredible things. Uh, he started planting churches. He started preaching the gospel. They, they couldn't fit people in buildings, so he just started going out in the streets and preaching the gospel. They would preach to thousands, even tens of thousands of people at a time. This is back in the, the year 1740. This guy's name, if you're wondering who he was, his name is John Wesley. If you ever heard of the Methodist church, that's where the Methodist church came from, was because this guy, John Wesley, got touched by the Holy Ghost and started helping other people experience God's presence too. Um, let's see here. Just reading a couple of these. John Wesley and George Whitfield were two uh, great preachers during this time. Some of you guys are like, well, I'm not a preacher. That doesn't mean you don't get to experience this kind of stuff in your workplace. I shared the testimony about Sean. You guys can pray for people at work. The reality is we all get to preach the gospel. You don't have to have a microphone. These guys didn't. 135,000 people were members of the Methodist Church and there were 541 traveling evangelists at the end of John Wesley's life. It's amazing. No microphones, no Facebook, no Instagram. Uh, This is an entry from uh, John Wesley's journal. I had an opportunity to talk with George Whitfield of these outward signs which had so often accompanied the inward work of God. I found his objections. Whitfield didn't like the fact that people were shaking and laughing and crying so much. I found his objections were chiefly grounded on gross misrepresentations of matter of fact. But the next day, he had an opportunity of informing himself better. For no sooner had he begun in the application of his sermon to invite all sinners to believe in Christ than four persons sunk down close to him, almost in the same moment. One of them lay without either sense or emotion. A second trembled exceedingly. The third had strong convulsions all over his body, but made no noise, unless by groans. The fourth, equally convulsed, called upon God with strong cries from tears. From this time, I trust, we shall all suffer God to carry on his own work in the way that pleases him. In the evening, such a spirit of laughter was among us that many were much offended. 
But the attention of all was fixed on poor Lucretia Smith, whom we all know to be no dissembler, who we all know to be a holy person, not one to bring a ruckus. Most of our brother and sisters were now fully convinced that those who were under this strange urge could not help it. Elizabeth Brown and Ann Holton were of another mind, being still sure anyone might help, laughing if they could. Anne Thorne told me of such heaviness following the visions that which she had favored. She at intervals was visited with such overpowering love and joy, especially at the Lord's Supper, that she often lay in a trance for many hours. She is 21 years old. We were soon after called into the garden where Patty Jenkins, one of the same age, was so overwhelmed with the love of God that she sank down and appeared as one in a pleasant sleep, only with her eyes open. <laughs> she often had no strength to utter with a low voice, ejaculations of joy, it's funny, and praise, but no words coming up to what she felt. She frequently laughed while she saw his glory. Char this is a story, this is about Charles Finney. I'm gonna end here. Uh, 500,000 people came to Christ through Charles Finney's uh, ministry. There were reported great fits of laughter, impossible to stop, people falling from their seats in every direction, which caused him to pause his message. These guys would preach sometimes in churches and people would experience the power of God so much that pews would explode. That's why we don't use pews here. Now, what's the fruit of these types of manifestations? You judge a tree by its fruit. Look at the life of Candy I shared about her earlier. Look at the life of Jesse. Look at the life of Nicole. Look at the life of people around you that are experiencing God's love and goodness. It's the fruit of experiencing his presence, abiding in the vine, John 15. Abiding in the vine. Experiencing the love of God. Um... I wanna pray for some folks. Goodness, how are we gonna do this? Um, while I was there in Georgia, we did during the outreach time, I said, uh, why don't you guys declare out what you wanna to see today? And people started saying, I wanna see deafness healed. I wanna see blindness healed. We saw incredible miracles. We saw deaf ears open. We were praying for one woman and the man behind her had been deaf in his ear for six years, didn't ask for prayer. He had blown out his eardrum. He had no eardrum in the military, no eardrum. He's standing behind her and all of a sudden he starts to hear out of his ear. We weren't even praying for him. God's presence just touched him. Incredible things. This one girl though, uh, Lynn, she was there for the outreach training. She left to go outside to smoke a cigarette. She's been smoking cigarettes since she was 12. She's in her 30s or mid upper 30s now. During the time we're declaring things we wanted to see God do, her husband says, I wanna see my husband delivered of addiction. Well, Lynn's outside at that moment. She goes to take a puff on a cigarette, and as she does, she instantly gets nauseous to her stomach. I don't know if you ever, I've never tried to smoke cigarettes before. I won't go into anything else that I may have smoked in the past. Um, but I don't know if you've ever tried to smoke a cigarette. The first time you smoke, you get nauseous to your stomach. She's been smoking for 20-something years. She gets nauseous to her stomach, realizes instantly that she's been delivered a cigarette addiction. Walks back in the room to hear her husband say, I wanna see my wife set free of addiction. She breaks down weeping and says, God just set me free outside. Um, if you're here today, I'm gonna leave this very open. If you don't 
feel like standing for this, that's okay. I'm gonna pray for you anyway. But if you're just like, I just need freedom in an area in my life. I just want you to raise your hand. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm not gonna even have you stand. Just put your hand up. Put your hand up. You need freedom in an area of your life. Because the Lord spoke to me. He's gonna set people free of addictions. Long-term addictions are gonna be broken off today. There's a woman here. You've been addicted to like medicinal, I might even be medicinal marijuana for pain medication, things like that. And all types of uh, things like that. God's healing you right now. I just feel that God's moving the room. If you have your hand up, put it up again. If you're around these folks, stretch your hand towards them right now. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder around you. God's gonna set you free of addictions right now. What is addiction? Addiction is you trying to meet pain in your life with an illegitimate substance. God wants to meet the pain in your life with his presence, which is joy. He's not scared of your issues. He actually wants to enter right in the midst of it and release his power. Father, I just thank you right now that you're breaking people free from all types of addictions, all types of limitation and freedom right now. In Jesus' name, I command all this stuff to go. I see a woman, you look in the mirror in the morning and you don't think you're beautiful. And the Lord's saying to you right now, you are beautiful. I see you even, um, you take, I see a picture of a woman taking medication every single morning for issues in your life. The Lord Jesus says, be free, my daughter, right now. You're feeling the power of God touch you right now if that's you. Lord, I bless what you're doing in this room right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Uh, If you have any type of knee condition, you have a knee pain or knee problem, I want you to stand to your feet right now. I just heard the Spirit say to me, knees. Stand to your feet right now. You need a miracle in your knees. You need a miracle in your knees. Caleb took the hill country at 80 years old, Mrs. Ezel. 80 years old, he said, I'm gonna take the hill country. I'm gonna take the mountains at 80 years old. God wants to do a miracle here right now. If you're around these folks, stretch a hand towards them. Just stretch a hand towards them. Just say, in Jesus' name, we command knee problems to go. Go ahead, if you're close to them, you can put your hand on their knee. We command knee problems to go. I believe the Lord already healed you, my friend. Check it right now. I can see the power of God on you. Is it gone? Come up here, I wanna hear real quick. Keep praying for them. Come up here, I'll come to you, I'll come to you. What's your name, bro? Dave, how long have you had knee problem for? Oh man, six years or so. Six years, have, did I pay you to say this right now? Just because some people, this is really new to them, I want them to know like, that you can believe in miracles, Jesus does them. You've had pain for six years, what couldn't you do with your knee? Well, I've actually had three knee surgeries too, and uh, I could, every time I'd go like that, I'd make a clicking noise. Every time you'd bring your knee back like this, it'd make a clicking noise, and now? And no noise. Can you check right now? That's amazing. Give Jesus a shout, that's awesome. Um, sometimes when people are healed of stuff, you know, that have had surgery, stay standing if you have knee problems. God's still gonna heal you. Um, just listen to the testimony. Sometimes when people have knee problems and they've had surgeries, they have pins and things that are planted in there. You have, you have nothing like that. They've just had knee surgery. Is there anyone here that has any medical planted pins in their knees, like surgically implanted or anything like that? Just wanna make sure. Anybody? Wave at me. I just wanna see. Is anybody waving? All right, awesome. Is there anybody else? Uh, just check your knees out all right now that are standing. Thanks, Dave. Check your knees that are standing right now because God's doing stuff. I see the spirit on this gal right here. I think God just healed you. I saw the number three, like three years of stuff going on with you. God's touching you right now. Do you have issues too with your back on the left-hand side? Yeah, God's touching that right now too. Step into the aisle for me because the power of God's on you. Just stretch your hands towards her. How, how is this happening? God's good. If he'll use me, he'll use anybody. God's power is on you. The curvature's leaving. All the stuff's leaving right now in Jesus' mighty name. You can see the Spirit of God on her right now. Do you guys see the Holy Spirit on her? What are you feeling right now, hon? 
I'm like sweating. I'm really, really hot. Like my whole body's really hot. Um, and it's actually 13 years that I've been dealing with my knee, not three. <laughs> 13 years of knee problems. I didn't know what the three was about, but God's making things new. God, we just bless your knee. Check your knee right now. I think God did something. Just check it really good. Oh my gosh. So actually a few weeks ago, my roommates prayed for me. My knee used to bend back further than it should. My, the original injury, I got kicked in the knee and it bit backwards into a right angle. Um, and so it doesn't, it doesn't bend further back than it should, but I've been still experiencing like pain and it would like pop like every like five minutes. And like it literally, there's no pain. And like, and I've always had like, in my back, there was like a like an arch. Like it, I couldn't get the bottom of my back straight. It always like curved in, and like it's totally straight right now. Wait, 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 wait. How long have you had that back problem for? Where you had the arch? Um, like as long as I can remember. And right now it's straight. It's straight. Are you serious? Yeah. Like even when I would bend over, it would still be like curved in when I would like bend over. You're not messing with us. We didn't pay you to say this. No. <laughs> no. You guys, this is. God's here, he's doing stuff right now. What's your name? Lauren. Lauren, I'm gonna have you pray for more people. If you need a miracle in your body, stand to your feet right now because I feel the Holy Spirit here. You need a miracle, you need a miracle right now. You daughter with the knot on your head, God's gonna touch you today. Um, stand up to your feet, you need a miracle in your body, stand to your feet. Um, here, I want you to pray. I want you to pray for these guys. Stretch your hands towards these guys. Just say yeah. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I command affliction to leave. I command pain to go. I release life. All limitations disappear. In your name, Jesus Christ. Begin to check your body right now. Do something you couldn't do before. Wave at me when you notice something different. Do something you could not do before. Do something you could not do before. Do something you could not do before. Right now, do something you couldn't do before. Move around, check it out. If you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. God just did something, something's different. I want you to start to wave at me. Start to wave. You're like, that's crazy. God just did something. You guys, you can keep checking because as you keep checking, more happens. That's perfect. Who, who, who here, you're, you can see the Holy Spirit's on that poor gal. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Oh, she's beautiful and amazing. She's not a poor gal. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. I pointed her out. That's awesome. We're gonna check on some people. It's important when God does something for you that you share it because he gets glory when you share. God doesn't get glory if you don't share. Hun, I don't know what you need, but God's doing it for you because I see the Spirit on you right now, okay? God's doing something. I feel like God's healing autoimmune problems. Any type of autoimmune problem right now in the room could be Crohn's disease, could be lupus, could be another type of autoimmune problem. If that makes sense to you, I know maybe that's, that sounds vulnerable, but no one knows actually what it is. Could be, could be lupus or could be something like that. Could be Lyme's disease. If that makes sense to you, you need a miracle with an autoimmune problem. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Yeah. I saw a woman, she was in Australia. She was diagnosed with lupus. Lupus is completely incurable. Power of God touched her. She actually fell into the aisle. When she got back up, she felt different in her body. She went back to the doctors. They confirmed that she was totally healed. Lord Jesus, we bless what you're doing in the room right now. We command lupus to flee. We command Crohn's disease to flee. I see a woman here being healed of uh, diverticulitis or Crohn's. It's like an intestinal issue. There's another person over here. You have intestinal issues, wheat intolerance. The Lord Jesus is healing you. God, we just bless what you're doing 
doing all over the room, all over the room. There's a clicking in the jaw being healed in the back over here, just right in the jaw issue being healed right now back in that area. If that makes sense to you, wave at me because I just saw a jaw problem. Does that make sense? Just wave at me. Does that make sense to somebody over there? Whatever, just wave at me later if you want. God's doing stuff. God's doing stuff. Why don't you guys stand to your feet? We're gonna keep praying for folks. But I wanna invite the Holy Spirit just to, just to continue to move among us. We're gonna dismiss in just a few moments. If you have to go at any point, we're not keeping you here. Uh, you can pick up your kids, you know, kids, kids now-ish. I'm just gonna pray for you guys. But um, as we do, I want the prayer team to come up. Um, but we're actually gonna come to you, okay? We're gonna come to you this morning as the Holy Spirit starts to minister to people. I feel like God wants to touch people the way he touched candy. He wants to make everything sweet again. I feel like God wants to touch people the way he touched that woman, Lynn, and, and fill people with his joy. He wants to just touch people in profound ways this morning. You know, the, feel the Holy Spirit. Prayer team, if you feel someone highlighted, feel free to go to them and just put your hand on their shoulder. Just pray for them. Just pray for more. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Tim and Jen, could you guys just hold hands? I just see the spirit on you guys. Just lift your hands to heaven. There it goes. That's the Holy Ghost just filling you right now. Fill in Jesus' mighty name. Fill, 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 fill. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. I was in Mexico recently and watched the power of God take out the whole band, took out the catchers for the band, took out the people behind them, took out everybody. The power of God just started moving. Why, why do we allow these things to happen? Because it's who he is. It's who he is. Yeah, uh, could you just come out in the aisle for just a second? I just see the spirit on you. Prayer team, just go around and start praying for people. This is awesome. That's power God on her. That's power God on her. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Why did she fall down? Because she can't stand. I'm laying down all my religion. I'm laying down. I'm laying down all my religion. I'm laying down. Holy Spirit, we love your presence. We love your presence. I just see the spirit just moving. Could you guys, you guys are married, just hold hands. I just see the spirit on you guys. Just stretch your hands towards them. I just see the Holy Spirit on them. We just bless what you're doing. We bless, there it is. That's the Holy Ghost on you guys. That's the power of God on you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's the power of God on you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's the power of God on you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're gonna allow the people just come around and continue praying for you guys. If you need to go, feel free. 
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.